What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Um, little brother Nico coming to us live via Anchor. How you doing? I'm doing well. Still living out here in the middle of nowhere. Locked away. So maybe one day I'll be able to leave. Seems unlikely. Seems Un- unlikely. If uh, <laughs> the latest news is right about all the cases, seems unlikely. I'm just never gonna, I'm just never gonna leave. It's fine, guys. You know, 2030 seems pretty good. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll see you then. It uh, yeah, I don't, know. yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely resurging back. Uh, I saw something interesting. All right. The governor of North Dakota. This is smart. She wants to take any funding she gets for coronavirus and invest in fracking. So, like, oil? Yeah, she wants to, well, but specifically fracking. Okay. <laughs> Instead of, you know, coronavirus aid. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's like four people in North Dakota, and I'm pretty sure they all agree with her, so, you know, that's fine. Well, according to you, they still get to keep their senators, so... Well, they do. That's why they left there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just... I'm not, I'm not God King of the Universe, nor am I intelligent enough to understand these people. I, I, I read the headline and went, I'm not even going to click on the article. Like, I don't even want to know. Yeah, it's, just, it's fine. North Dakota's got to figure it out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they can see their town meeting with four people. Like, I'm pretty sure you couldn't even reach, like, the the limit on the number of people in a single room in the entirety of the state of North Dakota. Like, they're like, oh, no gatherings of six or more. It's like, oh, that's all of North Dakota. Yeah. North Dakota, we're watching you. <laughs> I don't know. I Like, my cousin's from out of town. I'm sorry. There's eight <laughs> people here. I genuinely think that, uh, well, they're the ones that held Sturgis. And then... The whole yeah. time we're like, hey, nothing bad's going to happen here. Nothing bad ever happens to North Dakota, said North Dakota before imploding. So I feel like maybe they need to keep the federal money. Maybe. Just me. Maybe. Just me. Well, no, because all those people left. There's no one there left. <laughs> you know what? You're... Yeah, there you go. <laughs> They're like, well, we can use all this money for fracking because no one actually lives here. And I don't know if they want to be like Alaska and start giving their residents a check for living there. Like, I don't know what the deal is. I have no idea. Look, is that deal still going? I might go to Alaska. This might be the move. Um, I might I might relocate the bunker. So my understanding is like basically what they do is there's like projects that are funded by it. And then the leftover money is given to the state residents. So it's not like a... I don't think it's anything substantial, but I I mean, I might be wrong. I don't know. Never received one of the checks, so I couldn't tell you. Mm. Uh, You know what? A buddy of mine from high school, his brother moved to Alaska, like, to work on one of these weird little oil outposts. Yeah. Maybe I'll reach out to him and ask, like, what it is, what they actually get. (laughs) Um... Yeah, man, not a lot going on this week in the world of sports. Not too, too much going on in the world of pop culture, I mean. Um, two things that we will have to talk about today. Um, Margaret Wise and Tracy Hickman, the female parents of uh, what is easily the coolest Dragonlance story ever. Mm-hmm. The Companions Adventures. They uh, they recently entered into a lawsuit with Wizards of the Coast, Ooh. owners of the D and D Dragonlance world property. Okay. Um. Basically, and the other story we're going to talk about today is also uh, Batman is no longer a billionaire. It's um, because we hate the rich so much we couldn't even have a rich superhero. I hate it. <laughs> well, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with that. But we'll get to that. Um, so the story with Margaret Wise and Tracy Hickman is 
they're about to work on a new. They they approached Wizards of the Coast about doing another set of another trilogy of novels in the Dragonlance world. All right, understandable. As you do. And then they Wizards of the Coast told them. We would say yes to this, but you need to go find a publisher first. Well, that's not really a problem for Margaret Wise and Tracy Hickman. So they go, their books are, I mean, these books have stayed in print forever. So like. Yeah, they're like, no problem, dude, got you. So they go to Penguin Publishers and Penguin's like, yeah, we're in. And they sign a multi-million dollar deal with Penguin Publishing. All right. So the deal is Wizards of the Coast has the right to force edits. Okay. And can ask for rewrites on anything. All right, gross, but okay. But Margaret Wise and Tracy Hickman have permission to write the trilogy. All right, not bad. And then they're getting paid for it by Penguin. Makes sense. Well, the first book's already been turned in and done. Um, as they're working on the second book, though, <coughs> Wizards of the Coast, after requesting a couple rewrites, just announced that they're no longer going to be reading the manuscripts and asking for rewrites. And that they, they're trying to shut it down, basically. Oh, awesome. And so Margaret Wise and Tracy Hickman now are suing them. Yeah, because that's the worst. What the heck? So basically, what how it breaks down is they're in violation of the deal. Um, Wizards of the Coast has to read it and ask for rewrites. They're not part of the publishing contract, right? So they have to, they have to basically fulfill their end of the deal because they're the publishers already agreed to publish these books, right? Okay, so. Wizards said anything about it? Or are they just gonna just gonna try and fight this in court because they were like, oh, maybe this was a mistake? Yeah, I don't I mean that's the thing. You know, no one knows because you know these are manuscripts, they're not published yet, so no one knows what the deal is. Um I don't know. Wizards of the Coast has been dealing with a lot of bad press here lately. Um They've constantly been dealing with bad press. I feel like ever since the Hasbro acquisition because they're they're halfway through their double double their profits in ten I think it was ten years or five years was the the big news story that broke on it. That that was their goal, or that they did do that. No, that like that was their that was their goal. So Hasbro bought Wizards of the Coast and basically said, "You have five years to double your profits." Okay. So, they've been doing a lot of, like, really scummy stuff in the magic scene. Oh, like, to to boost sales. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, you know, like, I don't know that that's the way to, that's one way to do it, I guess. Well, they've been doing a lot of, like, all exclusives and, like, super high, like, uh, just recently, uh, one of their new, uh, I think it was called Double Masters, had a, a booster pack, was a single booster pack. Was uh one hundred dollars? Oh, yeah. I mean, raising the prices is one way to do it. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like it was exclusive, and you know, some of the cards in there, you know. But the thing I was insane was like the level of variance you could get. You could open a pack, and it'd be, you know, oh, you pulled a seven hundred dollar card, so like you flipped like massively, or it's like oh, you pulled really garbage and you made like $40. Yeah. And that's so, if you could sell everything. That reminds me of the of the sports cards. Um, yeah, a lot of people are, are, are saying that like they're they're really concerned that they're going to start going down that sports card and like Well, I was going to say the right now. Signed cards. autographed $2,000 booster pack. Right, exactly. Right now um I was at Adventure Begins recently, and uh, obviously our sponsor and wonderful, wonderful show, our place to go. Um, mm-hmm. 
there was a guy that was in there and he was buying up uh, $30 packs of sports cards, $40 packs. Oof. I think there's six cards in there. And yeah. he was saying mm-hmm. how in one of the $40 packs that he bought previously, there was a $2,500 card. Mm. And in another one, there was an $800 card. Yeah, so he's like infinity up, like your percentage on investment there is like 9,000. Right, and so like I get, like, I mean, I guess I would keep buying, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Right, it's like, I mean, like, I'm so up right now, what's the point? <laughs> Not, yeah. you know, trying. Yeah. But I, I, I'm just sort of, like, I don't think I'll get back into sports cards. Like, I think, I think that, I think it's. Well, it's an incredibly like niche market and like hard to sell. Well, I definitely think it's it's someone else's game at this point. Like, it's not mine. Right? Yeah. Like, you aren't super dedicated to sports that you're you know comfortable spending forty dollars a pack, even if you have the chances of doing. Yeah. That. Like, if I pull the twenty hundred dollar card, am I going to make the right moves with it? Probably not. Yeah, plus the likelihood's probably so low, and that's why it is that expensive. Like, it's not like anyone could just do that, and it's just that guy's crazy luck. Right. Yeah, it's just uh, it's an uncomfortable thought. But um. Right, and and so like they've been doing stuff like that recently, and people have been mad about them because they're like, stop selling stuff like this. Right, but I mean, I guess if they're gonna do it one yeah, way, I mean, like, they make, make no. You gotta, you gotta, but. To me, I, I think to double it, you would try to grow your games, not necessarily just make them more expensive, but I don't know. Well, I mean, Magic has been growing I mean, since it came out, really. and It's only gotten bigger and bigger. I mean, I look at my friend group, like, we didn't even play Magic until up until recently. Right. Like, I knew how to play, but we didn't play at all, really, until just recently. Right. No, that's true. That is true. But I don't think... So they've definitely... They've definitely captured somebody. I don't think closing the door on Margaret Wise and Tracy Hickman is a good way to do it, though. Oh, no, I definitely don't think that. But that's also going to, I think, them cutting a lot of corners. Uh, they used to have, like, a whole story team that used to, like, go and, like, write the stories about, like, the cards in the set that were coming right. out. And, like, that's been dead. They haven't updated that in, like, over a couple of years now. Like, they completely shut that aspect down. It's like they're not paying these writers anymore. Uh, ever since War of the Spark, which was, I think, 2017. So, already three years ago. That was, like, their last big, like, actual push where they made, like, novels and stuff. Yeah, see, like, to me, I gotta think the publishing division is worth money. You'd hope so. <laughs> I, would, I mean, it would, it would... It seems like an interesting enough world that it that it would be, but, I mean, I don't know, maybe not. I mean, yeah, but they've gotten some interesting people to write because I know they did one for Throne of Eldraine, which was 2018. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they did only—I think they did like three or four books for that one, and only, but only, I think only one of them sold well, and like all of them weren't very like critically well received either. Yeah, I think if you're gonna write something, so, it's got to be good. Right. So I just think that a lot of the times they're just like, well. We'll figure it out later, I guess. It's kind of missing the mark. And that's probably hurting them. Right. Because, I mean, like, not everything you do is going to be an absolute home run. But you got to, you know, land sometimes. And if, you know, you make a bunch of books and no one's really happy about them. And then, like, you crush another department. And then you're like, well, I don't see any improvement. Like, you just kind of give up and leave, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a Told me. So they have to. So their goal is to double their profits, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I would think having a new Dragonlance series of novels would 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 help do that, but maybe not. Yeah, you think. And Wizards of the Coast is kind of in a weird spot because it's not just magic that they're over. They're over a lot. They are over. They're basically like the nerd company. Yeah, I think between them and like, Blizzard, so much... they basically own. Like most of Western, like anything that isn't a comic book is basically owned by Blizzard or Wizard of the Coast. Pretty much, yeah. Everything that's not foreign right, or yeah. <laughs> comic books. And so, like, 
It's a little surprising. Yeah. It's a little... I, no, I didn't realize Hasbro had told well, me to sell their profits in five years. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, I mean, like, this, this is Hasbro we're talking about. Big big Papa Hasbro, as they call them. <laughs> like, they own your childhood. Dungeons and Dragons, Transformers, G.I. Joe. Yeah, they really do. That's a good point. Power Rangers, they own everything. They're, they're the god kings of the toy industry. Yeah, that's weird to think about, too. That is weird to think about. So, really, it's, it's between, yeah, it's all, it's between it's all Hasbro and Blizzard that everything non-comic book and non-anime is, is owned. Pretty much. And even some of the anime stuff, because it gets licensed through Hasbro. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just, like, it's nasty. It's nasty. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I'm just surprised. Like, And I don't know what the books are about. And there's a new trilogy of books. Um, new. Uh, one I, that I haven't read. Oh, um, man. What a... What a... What a not a true stain of the dragon. I you know what's weird is like, I knew the two. I knew of the two trilogies. No, let me rephrase that. I knew of the one trilogy for the companions, and then the fourth book, which like wrapped up their story and basically handed it over to their children. Uh, um, and then I didn't know. I didn't know they came back and did another trilogy, and uh, apparently they did. Um. So who knows how old that one is? That one's probably at least ten years old. But so this maybe. would be so maybe trilogy. maybe it's also just yeah maybe it's just interest. Well, I, I mean, the publishing the oh, publishers God. wanted it. Yeah, and like I don't really know how. I'm not a real big like literature news guy, so it's hard for me to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm real excited about this novel coming uh, out." That's fair. I I would I would say this. The publisher probably knows better than Wizards of the Coast. Oh, definitely. Well, they're the ones putting their money on the Right, like they're the ones signing people to advances and stuff, so. Right, they wouldn't do that if they didn't, you know, that's why it's like you either have it already done or you're going to get an advance because you're already so well known. Right, exactly. Either way, you know, Margaret Wise and Tracy Hickman qualify. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, what is that? A prolific several trilogies of books that have been in print for like the past twenty years, thirty years. Uh, yeah, no, nah, nah, I don't think you're yeah, good we'll enough. We'll pass on that. We'll pass on that one. Yeah, man, it's 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 a weird it's... thing to think, and uh, it's even weirder to see him fight. But I guess I guess based on what you're saying, Wizards of the Coast is kind of in fight or die mode right now. Well, there's so, I feel like there's so much going on for them that they're just like, please don't kill us, guys, and they do something stupid and everyone kills them for it. You know what's weird? How is there not a Magic the Gathering video game? Uh, well, I mean, there are games you can play that are Magic. Like, like you can play Magic Arena, which is just Magic the Gathering, but on blind. Right. And you just play it on like a website. I mean, like... How is there not like a Magic the Gathering game somehow based on the concepts of the franchise? Uh, that I do not know. I think there's like a game, but it was terrible and released like 10 years ago. Oh. It was on like the Xbox 360 oh, okay. or something. But I don't think they've released another like game in that world, which again doesn't really make any sense to me because every time i hear about like magic lore i'm always like that'd be so right, cool that's what I'm saying. like these worlds are so developed already everything's already done for it like right like hearing the story of zendikar where it's like these crazy like eldritch beings of like taking over this crazy like natural landscape like these giant monstrosities are rampaging through like forests and small villages, floating islands, and then you got like like there's so much just yeah stuff they could do, right? And that's one of like a million worlds they have, <laughs> because again, magic is a multiverse, and for some reason we haven't decided that like any of these places are cool enough. Yeah, it just it's weird to me that they've not gone into more. I just think it's either they're scared or they just don't want to, like, quote-unquote, dilute the brand, which they might have to here pretty soon. Something. Something. 
Well, and it might even be well, so like there was originally supposed to be a Marvel the Avengers video game based on the movie. If you remember, they did an Edward mm-hmm. Norton Hulk and they did a Tony Stark Iron Man movie. Oh yeah, like yeah. Game, you mean? and then they were working on a Avengers game. And they actually made some interesting choices in it. One of them was they decided on first person. Uh, All right, weird, but okay. And then they were kind of trying to come up with different ways to do stuff, uh, like offense, defense. Like they couldn't, they had the, you know, like figuring out how to make Cap use his shield, stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that went into mm-hmm. it, but they, but they really put together an interesting game, according to them. And. Uh, it basically was killed like a couple of months before it was supposed to come out. Like it had a release date and the whole thing. There was even a playable version of it that was at like uh, one of the video game conferences. And, and, they just and killed it. one of the reasons that it, they got rid of it is um, the amount of licensing money that was supposed to be going to Marvel for the game basically meant that unless the game did like. Like, if the game did 100 million oh, copies, it broke like a, kind of a deal. Yeah. And that's the thing I don't understand, is that, like, understandable that one. Like, all the licensing would basically massacre any profits the game would have. But in Wizards of the Coast case, the, all their characters are right. original. Well, and so that, that's, like, well, to me, I, I don't understand licensing deals, I suppose, like, why wouldn't why wouldn't you just base it on the percentage? Forget an X amount of money thing, like Well, it might just be the, the, the brand being either needing money or them just wanting to, you know, make sure that anything they make is, you know, quality. So they're like, Well, if you don't have the money to spend for the quality, then I don't care. Right, but like but that's the thing, right? Like, cause it smothers the game. So like in order for you to release this game you have to pay me $50 million when it comes out. Okay, well, that makes Avengers in the hole right from the get-go. Right. Like, like and that's why and that's why you create your right. own characters. And that's almost like why you don't do a licensing deal at that point. But to me, it's just weird that... Uh, how do you not structure the licensing deal better, I suppose? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's just harder because they have no leverage. Yeah, but if no one, like, this Avengers game that they have out is not very good. The replayability is not high. A lot of people aren't really getting back into it. Everybody's just kind of holding their breath waiting on the new characters. Uh, which yeah. have been delayed, by the way. They're supposed to be one that came out this month, and they pushed it back to next month, I think. And then Spider-Man, who was announced as a playable PlayStation exclusive, got pushed back to 2021. Oof. Well, I mean, that's no, not even but that even when the game came out, like that was something they were talking about was like a done deal. Yeah, and yeah, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta work out the bugs, <laughs> spiders. Um. So yeah, I just feel like somehow these licensing things have got to be changed. Like they got to do a better job of them. And I'm sure they have all kinds of lawyers and things to figure out. Plus, I mean, like, Disney is probably not very nice when it comes to that anymore. Why doesn't Disney make their own video games? Like, like why are they wasting everybody's time? They, well, they did for a while. They, they, they closed down uh, Disney Interactive a few years ago. Right. Um, and they really never did anything super impressive anyway. That's embarrassing. They're kind of... Well, they're 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 like capstone. Like their biggest game that they made was like that that Disney Infinity, that little, little Which figure was cool. game. Um, it was cool, and like you could make your own stuff, and like it had a lot of replayability. But like it wasn't, it wasn't even the most popular version of that right. genre. And it was hyper gimmicky. Right. So it never really took off like the way they wanted it to, and eventually, I think that was probably the nail in the coffin for that studio. And so basically, they were just like, "F it, we'll just go do something <laughs> else." Because <laughs> video games, you know, even if, even the sucky ones are expensive to make. It's you know, it's That's not true. easy. Which is which it always weirds me when they make bad video games. Right, like they make it, and everyone's like, "You guys didn't even think about this," and they're like, "Honestly, nope. nah." 
And like it it's funny because like the licensing game licensed games haven't really been coming out as often. Like I remember back in like the PlayStation 2 era and like a little bit after that when the, the Wii and the 360 came out, like I feel like every movie had a yeah, video for me, game. Yeah, any action movie, any sci-fi movie. Yeah. Like it had a game. Like Cowboys versus Aliens on the 360 wasn't, you know, wasn't really breaking the bank, but I mean, it wasn't a good it game. Was there, <laughs> it existed. You could buy it if you're really that big of a fan of Cowboys versus Aliens. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess. So maybe maybe it's all those deals that like because all the games were terrible and no one cared and no one bought them and they just sat collecting dust. Maybe that just, you know, ruined the, the whole, whole industry. industry. Right. Like Mary Lynn, like, well, I don't want to keep putting my name on games that don't sell well or games that are bad. Hasn't stopped some of these studios. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, not everyone can be good at this. Well, it's like I just, it was on sale. I just got a, the Pathfinder game, King's Realm or whatever it's called. Uh, awful. Yeah. Awful game. Terrible game, terrible gameplay. Yeah. Don't like it for a second. Yeah, and then you and then you feel bad because you spend money. Yeah, I mean, if it like was on sale. 15, 20 bucks, something like that. And I still, yeah, still am annoyed with it. <laughs> um, I guess well, this is a good spot here. We'll jump out to a break and we come back. We got more Nerd Thug Radio coming your way. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, and coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do so reach out to those places order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable uh i'm not asking anyone to risk their health but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself and this is one of those times where as conroe we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time helping montgomery county grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of america uh thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more nerd thug radio this is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back, Conroe, to Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, these sister stations, and streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, check out the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash nerdthugradio. Um, it's where all the magic happens. It's where Nico posts the cosplayer of the day. It's where we post a bunch of stuff. We have a great time with the page, and we just do uh, a lot of fun things there. Um, Nico, before we get too far into anything, why don't you go ahead and tell our friends about The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More. So The Adventure Begins, Comics, Games, and More is open and at full operating hours. So if you want to head on in, you can. They do have table space available. Uh, they also have uh, curbside and delivery options available. If you want to stay just a little bit more safe, uh, they do have events up and running. They have some casual meetups throughout the week, so we'll have uh, more times on those later. Uh, but yeah, the adventure begins, comic games, and more. Come on in, show your support, let them know we sent you. Um, it's a great, family-friendly, clean, well-lit place. The staff's knowledgeable. They're wonderful to be around. Uh, they've got gaming. They've got comic books. They've got uh, board All games. All kinds of stuff. All fun nerd things. Um... They hold my comic books there. I play Dungeons and Dragons there uh, every other Tuesday. We do a lot of fun things there. And uh, November twenty eighth, we're going to be having our first event there this year, so we're excited. 
Yeah, the big deal. The Digimon uh, Super Pre-Release. Hmm. Uh, the, ter- the main tournament is going to be capped at 20 people. So please make sure you sign up through... Uh, I believe the Adventure Begins is going to be setting up an official sign-up as we get a little bit closer. Is that, is that, was that the last email said, Nico? Pretty sure. I have okay. to check. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be where you sign up with them, get everything going. Again, it's going to be capped at 20 people. There's going to be some prizing, and we're going to have smaller events going on throughout the day. Uh, but that's the Adventure Begins Comics Game Small, right there on 1488. Make sure to support your local businesses as everybody tries to come back from the corona. Um, before we get into the Batman story, I just want to make this comment. I read a, a headline uh, this morning. Something around 57 million votes have already been cast in this election. Early voting. Wow. This is kind of insane if you think about it. That's almost the total of just one candidate in the last election. So early voting is going to be where it's at. So I, th- I think the numbers were 62, 65 in the last election in the millions, 65 million, 62 million. Um, and so to be at 57 million early votes cast already nationwide is pretty impressive. Right. And some states don't even allow early voting, which blows my mind, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's a weird stance to take. Uh, I think one of them is Delaware. Delaware doesn't allow early voting. I don't know what the logic is there. Come on, Delaware. Get your game together. Um, that's a weird one to me because I just kind of was, I mean, so if you're following this politically, typically early voting is a Democrat-controlled state concept. The more blue you are, the earlier you can vote. Delaware is a fairly blue state. Um, Apparently they don't care. That seems odd, right? (laughs) Everyone else is like, so really voting. Delaware is like, nah, not hearing it. (laughs) They said, you know, I thought about it. Not for me. Now, they don't have a big state. That might have something to do with it. They're, yeah, they're, they're not quite maybe. North Dakota, but they're they're up there. They're up there. Um, but it just seems a little odd. Uh, I mean, I feel like I feel like there's always that like one time where you're like, "Man, this really is a law," or like, "This really happened like this." Like I always think of like the really silly ones, like you can't sell ice cream on the third Sunday of every month because back in 1924. This one church had four people on the board, and they'd have passed a law. They wouldn't interfere with their church studies or something. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I think one of those famously was in Florida. You can't keep alligators on a leash. Yeah, because that was the problem of keeping the alligators. Not, you know, you just couldn't leash them. How about the new story where the woman woke up being eaten by a, uh, by like a large snake? Well, I mean, like... On my list of nightmares, that's probably up there. She woke up and it was mid-swallowing her. She had to fight her way out of the bite. That is horrifying. And snakes are the devil. Well, and somebody... um, Do you you remember like that Animal Planet show where it was like Deadly Pets or something like that? Yeah. It was the people who had pets that were like... It's just all stories of people who died because of their... They're yeah, monstrous so pets because they're like, I kept a saber-toothed tiger in my backyard. He killed me. Right. Well, in one of them, the woman was like, no, this is Todd the snake, and he's wonderful. And he was like a constrictor python. Mm-hmm. and uh, Strangled her and she died. Well, no. So she was telling people how loving and how wonderful he is. And she said how uh, at night when she sleeps, he'll come up and stretch alongside her and then crawl away and hide. That's not weird at all. And a behavior expert told her that that was the the snake seeing if he was big enough yet to eat her. Well, if that's not the most horrifying sentence on the planet, I don't know what is. (laughs) He said the snake was measuring you to see if it can digest you. (laughs) Horrifying. Truly and utterly horrifying. (laughs) 
like, he's so sweet. He's like, just two more inches. He's like, soon. Uh, well, that's horrifying. That's, that's, that goes in the good news, bad news category. Good news, you no longer get to own a pet snake. Bad news, that's because it wants to eat you. Well, I mean, you know, you win some, you lose some, I guess. I suppose. <laughs> Tell me it's not the craziest idea that they stretch themselves out to, to measure if they're big enough to eat you. Like, that shows some foresight. Yeah, no, because, like, you don't want to be a snake and then try and eat something and then it kill you. Like, waste of time and effort. But that does happen, right? Like, that's, like snakes try and eat things that are too big for them and, like, they hurt their insides and they die. Yeah. So those snakes just didn't measure properly? Yeah, or they like they were just like, I'm dying of starvation, time to eat this thing, and then they're like, oh, that was too much, and then they're dead. <laughs> oh, I overate. That deer was a bad idea. Is he like explodes at the seams <laughs> like a stuffed animal? That's even worse. It's not my fault. It's a snake. He's dumb. That's even worse. But I just, I love the idea that she's like, he's so sweet. Crazy Todd. Look at him just stretching out next to me. So crazy. So funny. And the behavioral expert's like, uh, actually. He's just measuring you so he can consume you. This is step one to being eaten. <laughs> step one, measure so they don't die. Step two, eat you. <laughs> That's not a good news. That's not a good news at all. He's just so cute. He's just so friendly. No, that's him getting ready to murder you. Those are the murder rituals. Yeah, that's really what that is. That's horrifying, you know? Yeah, these are the murder rituals. These are just getting ready to kill you. Cool. Cool. <laughs> really glad we've gotten this far. Uh, I'll tell this funny story. It's embarrassing, but it's funny just because it's funny. Uh, so last night I went out and we we're having a good time. Yeah. You mean you were having a good time? I was not there. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we as in the people I went out with. Uh, we were having a good time, but we were at this nightclub I've never been to before, and uh, some of the walls were mirrored. Well, they're mirrored from top to bottom. So like it just looks like a like a big hallway, right? Like mm -hmm. that's the point of the mirror, obviously. Well, uh, I was a little, uh, I was feeling pretty good. I guess it's a nice way to say it. And <laughs> I looked up, and there was this rather attractive girl standing in what I think is a hallway. Uh, Please I, tell me you run straight into the wall. I don't run into the wall, but I start talking to the reflection of this girl who's actually like six feet away. She... And I don't realize it until I step between them, between her and her reflection. That's when I realize like... Oh, that's not a person oh, that's a there. Because I was like, oh, it's me. And then I was like, oh, this is a mirror. <laughs> not a hallway. And peak, in, peak intelligence. <laughs> and so I turned around and she was like, did you just think I was a mirror? And I was like... What you proceeded to say, absolutely. <laughs> I was like, it kind of looks like it, doesn't it? <laughs> I was like, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> and, I, and I walk off. And I'm sitting there for a second, and then, like, my, I couldn't take it. I had to tell her, I had to explain to her what I did. Like, I could, I, I needed to say out loud that I know how mirrors work. Like, I needed to clarify this. Right. You need, you need to explain how you're not Jaden Smith. You understand mirrors. <laughs> and so I, I go back over there to talk to her for a second, and she was like, How do you even know this is me right now? And I was like, Ha ha ha. Okay. I get it. I get it. And <laughs> I'm just, when I walked over the first time, I walked over with the intention of talking to her. That is no longer my intention now. I am literally just trying to get her to understand that I, that I understand that mirrors and reflections exist. <laughs> she's like, are you trying to explain mirrors? And I was like, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm saying that I know how they work. Like, I know how mirrors work, okay? 
and uh, <laughs> she's like, okay, fine. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Never mind. This is this is clearly it. not working. <laughs> Forget it. I'm. I guess I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. When you win this time, mirrors. Literally, as I'm walking off, I just turn around and yell, "I know how mirrors work." <laughs> she still doesn't believe you. No, she doesn't, and the evidence is not in my favor. So no. It was. It's uh, just one of those things you're gonna have to live with for the rest of my life. Yep. For the rest of my life, people are just going to have to know that I definitely tried to hit on a mirror. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, it's, it's it's almost like narcissist, but not really. Yeah, because it wasn't me hitting on my reflection. It was just me not re- understanding reflection. It was so weird, but it's so crowded. That, like You can't see into the crowd, so you see the mirror, and you just think it's the person. Because you don't see that there's a reflection of them standing. You know what I mean? Like, Right. It's complicated. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> Look, like I told her, I know how mirrors So obviously I know how mirrors work. So that, that made me feel really smart. That was a good feeling. Real intelligent. <laughs> now, obviously I wasn't operating at peak efficiencies, but... Uh... Uh, I can tell from your phone call you you gave me a little bit after that, I assume. (laughs) I just like going out every once in a while and just being a total car wreck. Like, just being an absolute show. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You called me on the phone and just kept yelling at people. That's probably... About me? Probably pretty close to when it was time for me to, like... Because it was all, like... At that point, we'd already stayed well past when they closed. Yeah, I was it was like out, two in the morning. Because <laughs> I was hanging out with the food people. Like and like they have like a little tent set up and I'm sitting with them eating and I'm talking to people and yelling at people and the bouncer I think he kicked me out like three times and finally was like, Why are you still here? And I was like, I'm eating. Leave me alone. He's like, You need to eat outside. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> all right, I'll <laughs> Oh man, I um, it was a good time though. I had fun. I had fun. You can't go out and have a good time with your friends. What do you do? I mean, being Corona safe, I guess. Yeah, no, you know, not a lot of pe- not a lot of people. Why would they be there? Everything's all dead. Listen, if it's the end of the world, some people are going to party like they don't know it. That's true. Some people just got to party. Uh, speaking of partying, um, Bruce Wayne, no longer a member of the elite aristocrats ruling party. Um, during the Joker War, Joker basically seizes control of his finances and his company somehow. And when he protects them, when he gets them back to protect them, he doesn't give the money back to himself. He gives it to Lucius Fox and Lucius Fox's nephew, who is Batwing. All right. So Batman's mm. not a billionaire anymore. Mm, is, there, is there a reason he did that? Or did he just do it out of the kindness of his heart? I don't know. I'm not sure what the story is there. Um, There's a preview for like upcoming stuff that's coming and in it there's a mention of the Wildcats and Halo Corporation woo yeah they're finally doing it Wildcats baby (laughs) so it seems like Batwing is his story is somehow going to involve the Halo Corporation and Wildcats and the Grifter is like one of Lucius Fox's bodyguards now or something course it's grifter you know why would we have any other wildcat other than grifter he's the only one dc officially likes it's true any anytime anyone else has anything it's always they're like hey man we have the wildcats they're here and it's just grifter it's like no that's just grifter you can't say you have the wildcats <laughs> and just be grifter it's like they have him and then they're also like uh what was the name of the, the special forces secret 
Teal Secret Team Seven or something like that. Something I don't know. And they'd be like, "Yeah, member of Secret Team Seven and Wildcat Grifter," and you're always like, "How many teams can this guy be on?" Right, he's on like fifty teams. He's got like thirty thousand appearances, but somehow the rest of his team is all scattered throughout time and space and other property. <laughs> well, it's because, like, realistically, in the DC universe, the stories are so defined that they don't fit, right? Like, so, Zealot is, like, the founder of the Coda Assassins and is thousands of years old. Well, don't you think she and the Amazonians would have crossed paths at some point? Like... No, not at all. Why would you think that? <laughs> would Zealot and Wonder Woman either know each other or hate each other or something? Like... This seems like a story point. Um, <laughs> well, like, you can exist thousands of years ago and, you know, never have met each other. Yeah, but it feels like over time those two concepts kind of run over each other. Like, yeah, probably a little bit, but, like, because I think it's, it's, not any, it's, it's, it's not any more ridiculous than anything else in comic books ever than being, like, these two ancient societies, despite their travels, really never met up at one point. <laughs> I don't know. They're being so similar, I would feel I would feel cheated by that. If they were vastly right. different, I'd be like, oh yeah, whatever. Like one of them's like an Alaskan survivalist society or something. Okay, fine. But they're both female warrior cults. Like <laughs> Well, you know. It's not like it's not that weird. Like I don't know. I feel like comic fans really get tripped up about really trivial stuff like that. I definitely like it. Definitely is trivial as far as storytelling goes. I just feel like it's something that, like, how would it not have come up? Like how how would they never have, at the very least, heard of each other and then like investigated it? Right. Which I mean, I guess, but you know, you got your own things to worry about. It's thousands of years ago in your female only warrior tribes. <laughs> Right, but it, I'm sure over, they got other things to worry about. But over the course of the thousands of years that you've existed, like maybe yeah, not but it's not like that. the Amazonians were always, you know, like going out of their way to meet people. They only secluded themselves on an island for thousands of years. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. So maybe the Coda should find them. Right, like these concepts aren't completely like. It's not like the Amazons are dispersed throughout the world. They're they're really only in a couple places. Which also feels weird. Like, they should show up throughout history at different places and times. Maybe they do. I don't know. Yeah, like, and and so, like, them not ever meeting each other would make sense, because it's like, one of them is secluded on the island, the other one are, like, I guess, like, crazy warriors or assassins. I don't really remember exactly. <laughs> I don't really know. I'm not really sure. I, I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> So like, just bring back the wildcats and just not be grifter. It's just, it's just they're like here's the team. It's wildcats. It's just four grifters. It's grifter, 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 grifter. Yeah. Um, oh, sick, sick. I like your lineup, dude. So DC, when they fired Dan Didido, he was like the architect of the five G, which was going to introduce a new generation of heroes. That's a terrible name for it, but okay. Yeah, it really is. Um, but one of the things that was going to happen in that was that Bruce Wayne was going to no longer be Batman. I think this is where that story was supposed to happen, and they're just oh. kind of not going all the way with it. I mean, like, he was going to retire eventually. Yeah, you would think so, but uh, I don't think I don't think comics are ready for that yet. No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, like, you'd be surprised. I would. Some people will be like, "This is refreshing." Maybe Bruce Wayne doesn't always have to be Batman. Yeah, but I think if you retire, I'm like, I don't know how you bring him back. Like, that's the harder part. How do you undo getting old? How do you undo getting old? Give him a mech suit like he did in Darkest Night. In the Dark Knight. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, Jim Gordon had the bunny suit. Like, it's not that weird. Was Jim Gordon supposed to be old in that, too? I don't know. I, I don't. He's supposed to be, like, probably in his 50s. I don't know. That would be pretty old. I think so. He's not like as spry as he was. Not that you couldn't, you know, be strong, but Batman has all this training, so he had the big robot suit to like make up for it. Plus it had like autopilot, which is pretty dope. 
That's what you really need. That's what makes it good. Autopilot. Yeah, so like he could get out of it and the suit still do stuff. That's kind of cool. All right. Well, we're right up against it here. So uh, on behalf of uh, Little Brother Nico and myself on The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. As always, stay safe, stay clean, wash your hands, take care of each other, be good to each other, support local businesses, uh, Black Lives Matter, fight for power. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conroe, this is Corey TLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. Yeah.